State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Street Politicians, where the streets and politics meet. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And I'm my son, and welcome to the show. It's a lot of stuff that's happening in the courts, on the federal level, um, all these federal judges. That's why I always say to folks, they're like, oh, why should we care? Trump said, who cares about who the president is? Well, it matters a lot because over the period of him becoming president, there's been over 100 federal judges put in place by his administration. Crazy. And that's where it matters, like in the courts, you yeah. know. So, you know, and that's where our young people are sort of shuttling through, going into the court system. So uh, it really does matter. And then obviously you have the Supreme Court that he now has a majority, um, you know, of the court with people that are conservative. And so when you think about the types of decisions that are being made, they're not decisions that are, are generally in our favor. Yeah. We know that people who don't look like us get less time for the same crime that's being committed by, you know, a white person. And so, in, in many scenarios. Um, and so we should definitely know what's going on in our society. And one of those big cases or big issues that came up last week um, was the Rodney Reed situation Rodney we can talk Reed. about. Help us understand Rodney Reed. Okay, well, Rodney Reed, if you have you haven't paying, been to paying attention, uh, Rodney Reed was a man who was on death row for the last twenty years for the rape and murder of what's her name? Uh, Stacy Sites. Stacy Sites or Stites. Stites, one of the words. We're gonna look those, that up while you. To be. Mm -hmm. So he was on death row for the rape and murder of this woman, and um, over the last couple of weeks people have petitioned to stop his execution. And there was newly discovered evidence. There were witnesses that came forward that um, pretty much strove strong doubt mm -hmm. that he even committed this crime. And um, through all well, of the work, yeah. you know, through mm -hmm. all of this work, he was, they gave him a stay of execution. Mm -hmm. um, well, I just want to say that the work was really done by the Innocence Project. The Innocence Project. Who had been monitoring the case for the last 18 years. Yeah. And Stacy Stites is her name. We make, sh make sure we call the name of the woman who lost her life because regardless of who did it, there is a woman who was dead, a family mm -hmm. that has been grieving right. for many, many years. But the Innocence Project has been on this case for 18 years. And then we saw um, Lee Merritt, attorney Lee Merritt and Sean King um, picked it up and really brought it to our attention and started a campaign that a lot of people, millions of people got millions, involved with. Millions yeah. of people got involved mm -hmm. with. And um, so after he was, they gave him the stay of execution, the, a lot of the back his back history and mm -hmm. other crimes that he's been accused of came up, mm -hmm. and then there was this online um, grievance of mm -hmm. saying that, mm -hmm. which was you know understandable mm -hmm. that um he had been accused of six 
Additional. I think it's not six additional. Sometimes I see four. I think it was two prior to this, and then there was three, two more, two or three more after this case happened that he was accused of. Mm. Two of them he's been. um, Right. Two of them he was found not guilty. He was found not guilty. Um, One of them was just thrown out. One was he was found not guilty. One was just thrown away without Mm. even a prosecution. And then there was, I think. Three more that never even went to trial mm-hmm. based on the fact that he was already sentenced to capital punishment. So they didn't even bring the other three to trial. And a lot of people were angry, saying had they known this information prior, they wouldn't have signed the petition. And, you know, that caused a big outrage online. And then there was a back and forth between um, Amanda Seals, Amanda Seals and, and some Sean. And, and some Sean. Yeah, some, as well. It wasn't, it was just, she yeah, made, she, she made, made a she statement the and, he, and responded. he responded. And, you know, and I think there may have been one or two statements, but I don't, I don't want to say back and forth because, yeah, you know right, how our was, people are. Yeah, but there was just, you know, she, she stated that if she had known that he was, um, accused of this multiple times that she wouldn't have lended her voice she or may platform. not have. she may no i don't think she said may i think she was pretty adamant about saying she wouldn't have mm, okay for me it was you know here's a black man that's on trial for his life i mean that's facing the death penalty and the case that he's been accused of they have evidence that shows that there's a very strong possibility that he did not commit that crime. Right. Almost that w- what they're saying is that it's almost like impossible for him to have been ha- to for him to have committed this crime because he wasn't in the area. You know, a, a lot of things. There's a list that people should go and read, but there's a lot. And I don't want us to try to get into uh, recalling the legal details because sometimes the legal details and the stories online merge and then mm-hmm. you start repeating things. We weren't on the legal exactly. team, obviously. But definitely from reading what we saw and from the information that was being presented from the Innocence Project, it looks, it seems to, to mm-hmm. all of us that this man was not guilty of and, and, and murder we, and, and rape. And we also want to state that that the Supreme Court seen evidence right. and decided that it was enough to give him a stay of execution. Right, right, like, and and also that there is a, a, a there is a another person who was her fiance, who was another whose person DNA interest, was yes. present, who could have been there based upon the timeline, and who's also made statements that yeah, implicates others, himself. Yeah, they have other witnesses in her murder who's saying that they've heard him saying that he, you know, he admitted to the murder. So there was a, d- definitely enough evidence to at least get this man to stay of execution. And get him a second trial. And a second mm-hmm. trial. And, and it's kind of disheartening to me that the accusations, because th- they're merely accusations at this point. There's been no, no, he hasn't been convicted of anything. And that people seeing that these accusations was enough to say, I wouldn't lend my voice to stopping this man from being murdered for something that it almost seems impossible that he did, you know, and and and, and it's it's kind of weird to me, like I, I you know, and it's not even about the death penalty or me being against it. It's just a being right or wrong. Like if if I'm guilty of something, and you know I'm guilty of it, then let me deal with the consequences of that act. But if I'm sentenced to to life or or to death in prison for something that everybody can see that I'm not guilty of, but because there's a possibility that I may be guilty of something else, you wouldn't lend your voice to stop me from being killed. You know, that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of dangerous for me. That's especially in especially in the climate that we are in America as black people mm-hmm. and black men. We understand that's one of the most the biggest, you know, um the biggest accusations that have killed black men throughout you know historical. Mm-hmm. And we go all the way back to Emmett Till. Just whistling at a white woman got you killed. So when we understand, they say he whistled. At I mean that they say. He did. You understand what I'm saying? So right. when when you and, and then now she says he never even did that. Mm-hmm. So when we when Who's we go, the oh the 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 woman the the uh, I forgot the name the woman yeah who the woman him. who accused him until so I see when, when we saying. look at mm-hmm. this situation and we understand how how rape of white women has been weaponized against black men throughout history to kill us, and we don't and we lend our voice to continue to heighten that without any real evidence, it's kind of scary to me. You know, it's Well, let me just say, so I think it's important in this situation, particularly when you think about what Amanda stated. She said, I wish I had known that the information was not presented, as far as she's concerned, in the top line of issues that 
people needed to know about Rodney Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually, she and I talked. We, she and I talked about this, and I agree with her that people should know. And it and it seems that the legal team and Sean King and others who have been leading this uh, this uh, campaign, they also knew that the information should be made readily available to mm-hmm. folks, which is why you can find where there have been lives done by Lee Merritt. Um, you know, obviously those lives disappear after 24 hours, mm-hmm. but the, a live was definitely done, at least two lives where they talked about um, on Instagram, where they talked about these other allegations. Dr. Phil included it as part of the interview that he did with Rodney Reed directly, where he asked him specifically about these allegations. Um, you know, and the, the Innocence Project has talked about it, and Sean has also posted things about this, specifically this 12-year-old girl, mm-hmm. which I think is a, a really important piece for us to, like, pay attention to because anytime someone says that there's allegations that someone may have raped a 12-year-old, it's important. One thing I think is important for us to to know about that incident is that at the time, because the way the visual of it is that this older man raped this young 12-year-old girl. You're looking at Rodney Reed's picture, and you see him as the rapist of a child when the truth of the matter is this happened so long ago that he would have been in high school and she was 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. So not that that makes it right, but it's important to put these things in the, pro- in the proper perspective, right? Um, and uh, the, the DNA evidence came back that he may have been one of more than 10 people a category because DNA evidence at that time was not the same as it is today. Today they can be more conclusive with the new technology, but at the time it was sort of put you in a category of, Mm -hmm. you know, of, of others that it could be. So clearly several black men probably could, you know, could have been the ones to commit this rape and the young girl's family, as well as the girl stated that she knew who her, who her rapist was and never mentioned, or never named Rodney Reed. So, so that's you know, very important. That's important. And that just leads to my point. And, and it's yeah, like, but. But what? But. But. When I hear that someone has had multiple allegations of rape, including from people that are actually, you know, who were his, who, who he had uh, personal relationships with, like, you know, a significant other, you know, people he was in past relationships with, that does cause, it's a, it's a cause for concern for me. It would not have stopped me from promoting the petition, telling people to sign it, and from, you know, supporting this particular situation, because I understand clearly that, um, you know, killing someone for a crime that we're not sure they committed is 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 is, is first of all let's be clear i don't think that we as human beings have the right to take the life of another individual anyway That's execution right. for me is wrong and i think we need to abolish the death penalty period well i don't know i don't know i mean when i think if doing clear cut facts of rape and you know um child molestation i'm i'm all for it like those are the two worst crimes in the world to me. If the if the facts, if we are hundred percent sure, the problem for me with this situation was that Amanda's sister, like you know, she's our sister. But listening to her live, and and I t- understood her points. Like she wanted to know. Like she should have been given that information prior to her lending her voice to something. She was right. But when she started to state the crimes that the man was, I mean, accused of, they were inaccurate. There was, there weren't, she wasn't factual about what she stated, and and using inaccurate statements further incriminated that man because she has a very big following, so she utilized her voice to talk about crimes that he was he was accused of another another murder another murder that but never, she since said I mean we who are we to judge when you call someone a rapist. She, you I said, don't, I'm not going to say that. I, we, I when, think we need to be careful because I didn't hear her ever say that the man was a rapist. She said he no, had been accused when you said that it, he was accused of rape, and then when you say it. That he murdered someone That he else. murdered someone else accused and, and accused. And, mm-hmm. and then and you say it with, like, matter-of-factness, and you say it with a level of anger. You weren't saying it like, hey, well, he did this and this. You was like, he did this to no, these No, 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 no. 
Well, you no, can watch, we can watch the say, video. She didn't say he did no, this. No, she said he was accused. She said he was accused of this, and I'm concerned, and you know, and exactly. it sounds like this, and it could be what and you know, what different things. But I, but she never said. But he when you did look at it. every, I'm never said she didn't say he did it. But yeah, I'm just but that's saying, what you said. Sorry. Look, what I'm trying to say was she said he was accused of, and this is what he was accused of, and when she said it. There was a certain level of passion. There was that passion if that if people, I'm watching you, mm-hmm. I believe that you believe, or you like. Okay, he had to do something to a certain degree, and that's what we have to be careful about. Because I don't want to lend my voice to harming someone or putting someone in predicament to where they where they could be, you know, um, killed, killed, right, or even accused of the worst crime. That's on nature, like we have to really be careful. Being a black man and understanding the times that we live in, understanding the times we've always lived in, we are easily the scapegoat. We are easily vilified and monsterized. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when these situations like this, we have to be careful. No, we do. And we I want to make sure we give some facts about the death penalty so folks know what's going on. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. So as of April 1st, 2018, 20, more than 2,500 people are on death row. And I think there wow. is a level of inhumanity or something it's inhumane treatment to just have people sitting on death row for years and years and years not knowing what day that's part of the their number is going to come that's up true. that's um ptsd that's all type of things you every day you just waiting to die and i wonder how many people on death row look like us like i i wonder i want to know Better the numbers. numbers i'm sure the innocence project knows that um and then but more than 20 states have stopped the death penalty. And it's funny because when 
uh, attorney, acting attorney general uh, Barr, when he came into office in Trump's uh, uh, under Trump's Trump's administration, he began to resume exoneration. So he wanted to go ahead and start count, getting this list down from twenty five hundred, more than twenty five hundred, and, and go ahead and start executing people again. And a federal judge just days ago blocked at least four executions across the country, citing that some states are, when they when they um, actually do the execution, they're using inhumane uh, methods of, of, of basically killing people. Mm-hmm. And they want to, you know, basically talk about the Constitution and, and how this may or may not be right. And so, you know, I mean, again, I think it's a, it's a slippery slope because there are too many people in prison right now who are accused of crimes that they did not commit. And even when there's, there's evidence, even that is like, whose evidence is it? Is it true? Is it not? So I think the death penalty is something that we might need to, um, yeah, we, we definitely need to rethink. You know how many people have been exonerated after 30 or 40 years? Exactly. And so imagine if you know, those people have, people have if, been. twenty exactly. After 20 years, they were put to death. Like, you know. So, you know, it's not it's not really a fair situation. No, it's not. So that's why I said you got to abolish the death penalty, and you came back and said well, something different. But I'm just trying to say, I just I think when it's when it's clear. Yeah, but see, that's the problem because like, we can't depend on this system I mean, to be clear or well, not. I think certain things are clear. If you catch somebody in act, if, oh, you know what I'm well, saying. Now you want to set the standards for the death penalty. Like it should be. There should be criteria, like oh, anything Lord. else. There has to be a standard. This guy. You know, I think it should be a standard. Like, why shouldn't it be a standard? If I, if, I, if we catch you in the act, raping and murdering somebody in the act, and we got you on video camera, we know it's you. Okay, you one of those two or three people that need to go. But if we have, <laughs> if you still fighting your cases, and yeah, we don't no. have clear and present evidence to show us that it had to be you, and there's nobody else. Then you know, then we we need to. Admonish. And so you think the system is going to do that fairly? Anyway, you, we can we move could. on to we another should. topic. But so, what in the world is? I don't even know what to say about this Kaepernick situation at this point. I mean, we've debated it in multiple Lord. different ways for a while, but after this past weekend, um, I don't know. I feel like. I, I'm not going to give my statement on it yet because I'm going to let you sp- say your side. You on my side. But I feel like it has caused so much tension and, and confusion. Mm-hmm. And you say division. Perhaps division is what it is. But there is so – it's almost like white supremacy wins again because you see so many people – Black folks who are of a particular, you know, status in our community, places that people go to for information. And when you have those folks saying two totally different things on this issue in such a a very it's a passionate and harsh way, it's very, very um, I don't even want to say it's dangerous, but it's confusing. It is. And, and, you know, and that's what it was for me. It started out with division, you know, prior prior to even this workout. You know, I just watched how the whole Kaepernick decision, even when Jay-Z got involved, it started to divide us because, you know, both of them mean so much to our culture. You know, what Jay's done in music and entrepreneurship and, you know, even his his entry into the movement and how he supported thing, people within the movement. Then what Kaepernick did, the, st- the stand he took that was necessary, that highlighted and brought to light the injustice that blacks and you know, brown people deal with in this commu- in our communities, and how our lives are not valued at the same rate. And the stance that he took, and to see both of those people pitted against each other, and I don't know exactly which part each one of them played, but to see how the media continued to highlight it, right. continued to perpetuate it, and see how a lot of people just jumped on sides and like, oh, this person's a coon, or this person did this, and it was like it was it was disheartening to me because I understood this was Malcolm. And Martin all over again. This was two of our greatest cultural, you know, icons being pitted against each other when if you combine both of them where we could have got. Yeah. Anybody knows about this Callan Kaepernick? I don't think it was no okay, my fault. I don't think it was nobody because I banged one. I don't think there was nobody that was more adamant about being with Cap than I was. Like, you know, for three straight years I boycotted every NFL program, people my battle rap people who went to NFL, me and them had online beef to where we seen each other in the streets. We had to pull each other to the side and talk about it. I called out 
people who were at um, halftime shows, getting honored, civil rights. I've called out everyone for not boycotting the NFL. You know, and then when NFL, I mean, when Kaepernick got his collusion, when he got the settlement and he did the NDA, I was kind of disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I was. What's I, the NDA? NDA means he cannot disclose what, what happened. What happened in, the, in, in his the lawsuit. You know, or mm-hmm. around the lawsuit. So when he, when he took, when he made the deal, which he should have got paid for, but the NDA just kind of like silenced him on to me because it was no more vocality about the situation. Nobody was talking vocality about it. Vocality a word. That's a new one. <laughs> vocality. <laughs> it might you know what I'm saying? It might be a word. I mean, look, look it up. But anyway... So when when he took the deal, and and there was not much talk, a lot of people was like, okay, so we can go back to watching football. I didn't know, you know. I had a conversation with you. We had all we just like, what's going on? So what what do we do now? What do we, what is the movement? What are we boycotting? We not? Is he good? Is he? And there was no talk about it. So until Jay Z announced his partnership, you know, then it became all this talk. So now we brings brings us here to this work. Now, when I heard about the workout, I said, okay, this makes sense if, if he really wants to play because he's been adamant. He's got three or four commercials that you see. He's been denied. He still wants to play. He shows himself working out. He wants to play football. You know, I said, okay, Jay is in there now. Maybe he said, why don't you give him an opportunity, man? He wants to Maybe play football. he said that. Maybe. This is just what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it makes sense. You in there, you've been supporting him before. Before all of this controversy, you was wearing a cap jersey, you did interviews talking about how what he did was heroic, how you loved what he did. Every show you was talking about Kaepernick taking a knee. You 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 this denied yourself away from the, the the Super Bowl. You didn't even do the Super Bowl because you stood with him. So you you were definitely supporting this man. Nobody can't say you wasn't. So now that you in these rooms with these people, I would assume why wouldn't you say, well, why don't you give him, why don't you just give him, let him try, let him see, like give him a workout, something. So this. Workout that everybody's like, oh, why is it on a Saturday? Because it, this whole situation has never happened before. You know, we've never seen a situation where somebody sued the NFL and then went back to them after collusion. You know, we haven't these these are these all of these times are different. Mm-hmm. So somebody he set up a, a um, they set up the NFL set up a workout on a Saturday. So everybody was skeptical. Why is it on a Saturday? Well, okay, cool. Kaepernick asked some questions. What is this about? He went online and said, I can't wait to see the NFL on Saturday. So, cool. I'm like, all right, so this should be good. Then there goes into, you know, the problem with the contracts that we hear about, or the problem where he can't bring his um, cameraman. He They weren't open it to the public. And then to the they, press. To the press. And then, then ultimately it fell through. And ultimately, Kaepernick ended up doing his own workout in a, 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 a school um, about an hour away from the original place. The 25 owners and representatives from the um, teams that were supposed to show up ultimately didn't. Some of them. Eight of them did. Mm -hmm. Now, my issue with the whole thing is this. I didn't know, first of all, I don't even know why you want to play for the NFL. At this point, what they've done to you, they've showed you that they don't have your best interest in hand. They showed you that you can't really trust them. They showed you that they really don't want you there. For three whole years, like you said, you've been denied. Mm -hmm. People in front offices, people... All these people have figured out how to stop you, right? So now you go to a, a situation and they give you a contract that you say, I'm not signing this because... A waiver. A waiver. And you say, I'm not signing because it gives away my rights. But at the end of the day, they have to make you sign it because they got to protect themselves. And you know you in bed with the devil, but you still want to get in bed with them. They're not going to give you a contract. Okay, look, you could come in here and you can try out. And if we don't like you, then you can sue us. Hey, we're going to let you do that. And you're not going to go in there and say, I can't sue you because if you don't, then I still need to have recourse. So there's no way that this situation can work at all. And everybody knows this. Only way it could work is if you're willing to admonish some of your rights. The the NFL is not going to give you carte blanche. They're not going to allow you to walk into their facilities and still be able to sue them if they don't hire you. It doesn't make sense. No businessman is going to do that. I think what doesn't make sense is not I think that's starting at the middle or the end. I think that what doesn't make sense is what they did to Colin Kaepernick in the first sense. place. And that at this point, 
It now means that if you're willing to come to the table, then you got to come to the table humble. You can't, you as the perpetrator of something that ended up hurting this man, taking away his ability to play the game that he loves because he stood up for black and brown people. I heard D.L. Hughley's explanation for how he feels about the whole thing, which was obviously very, you know, it was different from Stephen A. Smith. And I love what D.L. Hughley said. Colin Kaepernick is not a rapist. He is not a, uh, 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 he's not a, uh, 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 he hasn't committed any crimes. He has not been even committing crimes outside of football, right? right? Like he has a pretty stellar background and record. And what happened to him in terms of him being blackballed for kneeling uh, to bring awareness to the injustice committed against black and brown people is outrageous. Sure and is. and and the fact that he is not able to play, the NFL did that. They are responsible for it. They committed a crime, in my judgment, yes. against this man and against our communities. So if you're going to bring him in for a workout, mm-hmm. then you need to bring him in trying to do business the way you do business all the time. That's what the hell you in trouble for in the first place, trying to play games to blackball this man and colluding to stop him from being able to play football. So now if all of a sudden you bring him in for a workout and you doing the same shit, which means you providing him with a waiver that does not look like the, the waiver that other individuals receive, you are still not being honest. But they, you are the problem. But, but they always, that's what, you got, they, you're saying the exactly but the, what But I'm the saying, issue though. is that as an institution, mm-hmm. as an institution, they don't have the right to be that. But that the and problem I think is, we you, have you, to we be, keep saying, no, no, we have to deal with life on life. No, story. and I, no, and we don't, we don't, don't have to that, do that. Okay, so because don't. then, then, Every day that we get up and do this work where we get out and drive to D.C. at 4 and 5 o'clock in the morning to protest this thing, this issue or that issue, to stand up for the things that concern us, we should stop doing that. That's because not really life accurate. on life. Because, because no, 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 life, no, no. no we, we let me protest. finish. Because life on life terms mm-hmm. would mean that it is what it is, that the whole damn system is guilty as hell, and we just stuck having to deal with That's it. Not what and it is. instead, we have a vision and we dream for something that. That is beyond that. And we have to go up against the system every single day. At every single turn, we have to go up against the system to make it, to break it down, to break it down to work for us. So I think that what Colin Kaepernick represents and what it is that he has been doing is exactly his role. Do I think that he could do things different? Do I think he could do things better? Do I think that there should have been a better coordinating strategy around his movement and how we keep it going even after he was a, he got his deal or has won his law? suit or you know they settled his um, his his case yes absolutely I could critique it I can see it I know that where the issues and the holes were and if somebody would ask me I would tell them but that let's put that to the side the bottom line here is that the actor the bad actor is the NFL and they don't get to just sit around and operate as business as usual and continue right in front of our faces to do the same shit that they've been doing against this man and other individuals so I think he did the right thing, exposing their hypocrisy. But they, you're not exposing the hypocrisy. It, I, I see because, it. But the bottom line is you have divided. What happened is this. You divided your own supporters. The NFL never had no supporters in this situation. Nobody was ever with the NFL. Everybody was against the NFL. They said, what you did to Kellen Kaepernick was Not what, everybody, no, but, I, well, but even, all the people who are involved exactly. in the conversation Everybody now. that's in this conversation now, from Stephen A. Smith to Shannon Sharp to all of these people to, um, Everybody, everybody was like, what they did to Kaepernick is wrong. They need to give him an opportunity. What you did now was you gave the NFL an opportunity to make them. No, no, no. No, no, no. Listen, See, no. I'm telling you. I don't agree what, with but you. But you can't not agree no, with me when, when, when you're watching did it. Okay, the bottom, was divided. Okay, no, no, no. What our I'm, people. No, because the bottom line is if you just would have said from the beginning, I don't want that. I don't want what? I don't want what you... That contract you sent me right there, right? It does not work for me. And you're trying to make me sign against my rights. And he said I'm that. not. No, you didn't do that. What you did was... The, the day two an hour before you went and changed the thing, you made it look like you were not. Pro- you made you oh, changed, changed the, the venue, location. you changed the location. You didn't notify people. It made it look like you were unprofessional. Then you said you called out the NFL and called them for running. What you did was divide your own supporters. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't hurt the NFL with that because nobody. No, it, it, they are hurt How? because see the problem is that there are some folks 
who have used this as an opportunity to go back and say, oh, well, now I don't exactly. know what Cap is but, doing. But here's the bottom line, my uh-huh. son. History will record later on, much later, when we are gray hair, oh, if God gives us life that long. We'll record that the that the NFL is a racist but institution. The NFL's and always been no, a racist no, no. institution. And, and it's it always is, recorded. But it it's, is more it started clear out, they wouldn't even let black people in there. It, it's never been. But it is but it is people. more clear at this point because of Colin Kaepernick's work and because of the him exposing them for what they are. At the end of the day, the people who are responsible for what is happening in this moment is not Colin Kaepernick. But he is doing that. the best that he can within the situation he's dealing with and he should be able to play football. He should be able to play football. Of course so he should. I, I don't agree with you. But, I mean, you, you don't have I don't to agree, agree with, with me. And I, and I hate that you white supremacy agree. makes you, us... No, but you cannot agree with uh, the facts. Come back of to the, this same situation you cannot all agree the time. With, you cannot agree with me, but you cannot agree with the facts. You cannot agree that, what? that we what have... What facts? Now... Prior to to this situation with this workout, there was not one black person that would public probably one that wasn't nobody that would publicly say they didn't understand or the cap just messed up. They, you cannot. Yeah, but that's that has a lot to do with the media. No, we have to continue to talk about but this. But the media, but, uh, because, talking, but the media was with him before. No, the media they has was never him. been with him. They've that's never not, been with him. That's, they that's they not have accurate. used, they have that exploited, they have exploited most people in the media. Have accurate. exploited this situation for clicks, likes, and views. That is not accurate. Nobody, you know why we know that they're not with him? Because if they were with him, they would have shut down even covering what's happening with the NFL. But you can't say NFL. that because Ed Reed still plays in the NFL. So, and that's his best friend. That's, he's supposed to be able to play so, there. So the people but who, trust so, the, wait, me, so the commentators, so the commentators the who got, that's their job. They went to, because everybody keeps, this is everybody's point of view. Oh, he went to school for this. This is their, his passion. He wants to play in the and NFL. And he should be allowed Okay, to. so the commentators who went to school to be commentators and they got their job, they should have gave up their job. Mm-hmm. When a foot, your best friend who's a football player could still play where they don't even let you play. We need to move Everybody's on. Everybody's supposed to give up their own livelihood. I don't the, care. The I will never, ever, ever okay. defend. A, I'm not here to defend I'm no. not saying that you I'm are. I'm just saying all. that. I would have never went back to the shit. I, I'm here, saying, bottom line, I'm not going to play for you. You can't give me that. Oh, look what you trying to. You send that back. I'm a man first. I'm not going. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call my own workout. If you want to see me, I'm going to be here. I'm going to say that before. I'm not going to get on social media and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with being there and then ma- give them the opportunity to make it seem like okay. you put for what? Well, that's well, what you, you, that's what you do. I tell everybody, I, if they I'm feed saying, you, they don't have it. to treat you equal. Listen. As I, long as your enemy feed you. Farrakhan says all the time, as long as you allow your enemy to feed you, they will never treat you equal. I am go- I'm going to say this, and we can definitely move on. The only people responsible for what has happened here are is the NFL. Th- those folks, those people are responsible what's ha- for what's happened You're here. You're not responsible Nobody for what you do. In the I'm league. not responsible for Nobody what you do to me, in the... but I'm responsible for how I react. No, no one, no one. I'm definitely one, responsible for how no I react. No one who is a... A, a, a football player or an uh, entertainer started out being the perfect activist. And so nope. there are mishaps. There's things that happen that people can't necessarily understand. We don't know all the details. You know, when you read the fine print things that his lawyers and others may have done. But here's the bottom line for me. I support Colin Kaepernick, I support Colin Kaepernick until too. the end. But well, he need to say because fuck that NFL. The, I support Colin Kaepernick until the end because what the situation he finds himself it was done to him by a racist system and you okay. know you well, can we can agree say, we can agree to that. Yeah. But the can, rest of it we, we don't can. agree on at all. Okay. Well, that's Cuz I'm not going nowhere where you don't want me. Well, that's, that's like me fine. trying to force myself in a relationship. You locking the door, you don't change the locks and then you say oh you can come yeah, in. Men no, are, I don't want they, some men do yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying some to tell you. I'm not the man that do that. Well, okay, so that's, that's why I can't fine. identify with that. That's fine, but you know, we could get into that and make some and draw some parallels too. But anyway, Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. 
It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Anyway, um, you know, this missing girls situation has really been... It's not that I don't know that girls are missing. I mean, I've heard it. I've had to help a few families... Um, who were in need of support, reposting things. Um, You know, I helped the family get an attorney um, because, you know, they they felt that they knew where their child was and they couldn't get help to, you know, figure out if this particular person in in their local community had, um, in fact, abducted their child. And I helped them to get an attorney and um, you know, and, and in fact, the, the child was not there, uh, which is really unfortunate. But nonetheless, I know that missing girls is an issue. It's a it's been a problem. It's not a new phenomenon, but there is definitely a new there's sp- spotlight on it, because particularly in Atlanta and Alabama, there's been a lot more cases that have come for, you know, people who have come forward, a lot more mm-hmm. cases that. Um, have happened, and because of social media, just like with police brutality, police brutality did not start with Mike Brown. It didn't start with Eric Garner, Tamir Rice. It didn't start with these later names that we call our new, the hashtag um, era that we're in. It didn't start there. Police brutality has been going on forever, whether it's the lynching of of black people, um, you know, all the way again until modern day. So, we know that the issues have occurred, but social media has given us a new way of seeing it, really literally being able to see a woman jumping out of a trunk. Yeah, that was crazy. Literally, literally you can see that now where we were never able to see it before. And they say that somewhere around 65,000 women are missing right. and largely black and brown girls and i think the thing that is really upsetting my soul is that it is not a national press story it's not a national media emergency there's nobody you know there i don't even see elected officials who we know love and trust out there speaking up enough about this issue yeah it's kind of it's very disheartening man i, I seen I think it was Egypt. There's um a little video with Egypt talking about it, and you know Egypt, the uh, radio, the radio host, host mm-hmm. Egypt, and she was talking about how nobody's talking about it, and how it's you know it's really getting dangerous, and how the numbers, like you said, sixty five thousand. They said there's estimated about two hundred fifty minorities, and sixty thousand of them are black women. Mm. Wait, 250... That, people of color. Oh, okay, people of color. Minorities, people of color that have been kidnapped mm-hmm. or are missing. Mm-hmm. And they said, like you said, 65,000. Oh, so in other words, 
the other pool is it's it's diverse, but mm-hmm. it's it's a smaller pool, and the majority of the people who have been abducted or are missing in general, um, sixty thousand of them are 65, black. Yep, sixty-five thousand, and it's just like I'm I'm saying like we have to do something. Like, yeah. I'm really want to call like black men like we have to do something to protect. Like they've just taken our women out of our communities in Atlanta, Alabama. Like these are places that they're taking black mm-hmm. women from and they're just not showing mm-hmm. up anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have to, I think there has to be a call to action. I mean, you know, by black men to, to, to start um, surveilling our communities, mm-hmm. to start checking, doing mm-hmm. check-ins, mm-hmm. you know. We have to have some level of system to which we know that our women are protected because this is completely out of hand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the fact that it's not being talked about is even worse. And there are black women who I have seen, like, you know, a few people, we see their mug shots, they've been arrested because they were caught you know, uh, trafficking women or abducting a woman or a child, um, and particularly in uh, Alabama, I think it was in Montgomery, Alabama, where the little three-year-old girl, Cupcake, um, her body was found in a garbage dumpster after she was abducted, just playing outside of a house with another little kid. Um, There was a man and woman arrested for it and have been, you know, charged with with her murder. Um, And I wonder, I want to be able to say, not that I don't think that there are horrible women out here as well that do crazy things, um, awful things, but I wonder whether or not some of the women who are involved in these abductions are also victims of sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. You know, That's if they're if this is the job that they are now they are tasked Traffic, with yeah. because of the fact that they also are are have been trafficked, they are living as a you know as a part a person who's been abducted. It's a very dangerous situation, and I'm almost to the point where I want to I want to sit down with some of these no, abductors to. and find out what the hell is going on here. Now I know I'm going too far on the limb, but you know me and my little conspiracies. When I think about the child separation, um, and you know I've been saying that the children who were separated from their parents parents trying to get into the U.S., particularly under Trump's administration. Now, let's be clear, even during Obama, there were definitely um, uh, uh, people deported. Mm-hmm. Many people deported. A lot of people deported. The family separation situation has been extremely, extremely hard to watch. Um, we know that there are folks, and you see it's not in the media as much, so people are not talking about it, but there are people in camps right now and children in Harlem, in New York City, living in shelters and in buildings on, with these different programs. The question that we have to keep asking ourselves is, when they say they lost some kids, they lost some paperwork, they sent families back home without a way to connect with their child who's here in the U.S., who is checking that? Mm-hmm. Who is checking that, and what is happening with these children? Mm-hmm. Are they being, as we know in history, you know, throughout our history, we've seen children be stolen, sold, become uh, child, child slaves in different homes, moved to other countries. We know what Jeff Epstein, this man who they were literally just about to really come come down on him, who's one of Trump's homeboys. That was one of the main charges is that he was involved in sex trafficking. So that worries me. So now when I think about that and then these girls are missing, there's got to be it's not a coincidence. There has to be a relationship between the two things that people are missing. Women are missing. Girls are missing. And. Body parts are missing. That's crazy. Like I don't, I don't even organs, know. organs, organs. That's another thing they say they're selling organs. Right. You know, it's just so we just live in really dangerous times, man. And I and I just I ask you, just pay attention, man. Do check-ins, especially these young ladies. You got to be very careful. If you have daughters, you have sisters. You know, make sure that you are. You keep your eyes on them. Protect your communities, man. Like we already see that we, what we're dealing with in our community. So we have to do our own public policing. we got to police our own community. we got to make sure that we are safe because we cannot depend on anyone else to make sure that we're safe. No one is more important in terms of the defense of our community. We are the first line of defense. We know when there's someone in our community that doesn't look right. We know when we see young women who look like they're in uh, distress 
And we should pay attention. We can't depend on outside characters. The police will do what they can do. But we've never had fair and balanced justice and safety in our communities. And so we have to be the ones to do the work. The issue of missing black girls has to be on the top of our list of priorities, of something that we focus on every day as a community. Because we have to let those who are perpetrators of it know. And I'm convinced that there are people working for people who are in higher higher places that we may not know. But we have to let those characters that are working for those folks know that it will not happen in our community. Not on our watch. Somebody man. needs their ass whooped, actually, Oh, about no, a lot this. of people need their ass whooped. For real. And that's what I say, brothers. We got to definitely police our own communities and make sure you pay attention, man. If you see a young girl walking by herself, pay attention. You don't know where she's from. You see her walking with somebody, she doesn't look... Like she's comfortable. Ask some questions, man. Like that's that's our duty as men to protect our community. So make sure we do it, man. So that concludes street politicians with the streets and the politics meet. The streets and the politics meet. Thank y'all for tuning in. We this is this is only our second show. You know, we're going to have some guests. We're right. going to have a lot of people coming through. But we want people to get acquainted with, with us, us first. You know, you, know, you know, we got friends. We, we have people, people we can call. I was hanging out with Meg, Meg the Stallion the other night. Oh, oh my God. And she put me on her um, stories. And I'm just like, I can't believe it. And Trey Songs too. And he is so fine. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a real dude summer. Hot girl. A real dude winner. Hot girl summer is over, man. It's hot girls always in. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Anyway, just remember one thing. We not we may not always agree. We may not always be right. And we may not always have the right words to explain. But we will always be authentic. That's right. So. Peace. That's how we own it. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.